broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Well, Mr. Josh, we have a nice full shot at our fingertips. Full up. Couple first timers, I believe. Welcome, mm. uh, Andrea Walker. Welcome, LDM. Oh, yeah. We got uh, Andrea Johnson, Andrea Walker, Local Odd, Maja, Mel, LDM, Glendy, Nicole. And they're complaining about the audio. Welcome to the X Files podcast. T Chap, <laughs> Carmelita, Carolyn, K Curry, Roger, Moxie, Harper Blue, and of course, Honey Force. Um, it's louder if you listen on computer. Dean's audio is always a bit louder than Josh's. Well, of course. Yeah, that's, that's how he keeps me in check. Guess who's <laughs> got control of that mixing board? All right. I just turned him up. I'm Let me know kidding. if it's better. Say something. Uh, hey. Hey, check what one, two, check one, is two. happening, people? I can't even control balance. I can't control balance on Mixler, so I couldn't tell you what the issue is Uncontrollable. There. Probably my fault because check. one of us We're close. <laughs> has been doing this for a long time. And the other one is me, but here we are. <laughs> He's not wrong, but um, don't let him fool you. So here we are. We're diving back into some real interesting material. Jumping Based. in. Hmm. E-Kadish. E-Kadish. That's a thing, right? I kept saying that to myself. E-Kadish. Is that a Portuguese That's a, thing? It is, but I think it's probably a different word. Like, hey, yeah. Kaddish. Hey, Kaddish. Yeah. One of those. But that's more, it's more, it's more slang, I think. And like, hey, Jujush. That's a thing. Too, hey, right? Jujush. Hey, yeah. Jujush. <laughs> I think Ronaldo says that when he rips one off the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. How dare you? He's, he's, I just, you know. I know. What, 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 what kind of Here's Christian why you hate God. Him. Would give Here's that what, man that talent and that was <laughs> just I was just gonna say, I know exactly why you hate him. Because there's so, a man on the planet that's better looking than you. He's a fucking brown <laughs> Tom Brady, is what he is. He's, he's beautiful. A, he's and a, he moves like the wind. <laughs> and you stand and you sit on the sideline and go, fucking bastard. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I could But we're I not can, talking about the Portuguese international star. Cristiano Ronaldo. No, yeah. today we're talking about Kaddish. Yeah, and if you want to know what it's like to live in the area where Dean and I live, uh, if you go into a bar when Portugal is playing America in international competition, yeah. it will be crickets for America and wild cheering from a sea of Portuguese fucking uniforms. <clears throat> Frenzied revelry, jerseys. Like say. Yep. <laughs> Frenzied revelry. Yep. 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 Welcome, Mr. <laughs> Bell, who is horny for Ronaldo. Join Everybody the club. Is. Everybody is. <laughs> so here we go. Kadish. Buddy. Kadish. This episode. Quick question. S- simple question right at you. Mm. Is this mm. Chinese food? I don't know because I don't know enough about the culture. I mean, I know golems are whatever. I, 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 know, I know we really liked the clarinet this week. <laughs> I know we were huge fans of the clarinet. If I was a rich man, ga, 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 ga. I was expecting it any minute just to break out in song. 
And uh, but no, um, I mean, probably. Yeah, I yeah, guess prob- I would probably. say n- not as obviously. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. May- maybe. I, I mean, it's it's. Um, I'll give it this. I'm not going to say that it's a great episode, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not even certainly ready not to say how I feel it's about it. Certainly not. <laughs> but I will say there's an effort, and I don't think it's complete failure to do something more than simply play on a cultural slash ethnic like angle. I think there's there's a, a an emotional backstory that attempts and perhaps has some level of success in transcending that. And it might even go beyond that. Into into ethno-religious. Sure. It always confuses me to to be totally honest. It's like the one religion that like also is like a, you know, um, what do you call it? Ethnicity sort of. Yes. You know, you can be like a quarter Jewish, but like you're not Mm -hmm. a quarter Catholic. Correct. Right. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is interesting because you, just like you can't be a Catholic atheist, you can right. be a Jew. You can be a Jewish atheist, uh, right, right? Right. Right. Then everybody yeah. hates you, they, then including everybody. the including the good Jews. You know, I was thinking about this. If you wanted to silence a bunch of women who are going to come forward and ruin your executive career, I have to imagine Harvey Weinstein could have just summoned a golem, right? <laughs> Why lean on retired Mossad agents to make women terrified to go to sleep at night when you could simply just hire a golem? Well, you have to be a righteous man. And uh, I, I think... I think he... Perhaps. I think, perhaps I think he, allegedly. Eh. He may not have been mm-hmm. entirely. I hear he's got a golem for a dick, meaning like it's not, it's not really there. Like, it's misshapen and made of clay? It's some, yeah, I, th- I think it... I think you would need some kind of clay pulled from the tomb of some, you know, ancient Jewish war- Jewish warrior to like mold it back on there. Because I don't know. I've heard the court documents of that stuff, and I was like, "Yikes! What are you doing listening to the court documents of that?" <laughs> stop! Uh, <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> Not listening. Let's say hearing on a podcast discussed peripherally okay. in a comedic <laughs> sense oh, okay. to pretend I have a stack of legal papers in front of me is a hilarious <laughs> prospect. <laughs> well, let's see. Day 17 of disposition. Hmm. Wait a minute. Right here. We got a contradiction from the prosecution. <laughs> Hand me more Pinot Noir. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and if you're not coming to the live chats, you're missing out <laughs> on some real, real good stuff. <laughs> and if you want to know what Dean and I are drinking right now, just in mm. general, you got to come to the live chats. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, listen, man. It's uh, here's what this episode has going for it. I think very good performances from the peripheral, um, from uh, the guests. Tutu, Tatu. What's his name? Tatat. The fuck's who, his name? Who are we talking about? The granddad, the father of the bride, Jacob, the Jewish bridges. Tatu, Tatu. No, Jacob's uh, in the in the hole, bro. Jacob's the dead man. That the that the fucking Nazis no, get. No, 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 no. That's um, that's Isaac. Oh yes, that's Jacob. Isaac. Jacob is um, is the the you know vengeance is. I'm having is, it. Uh, well, actually, it's not him. You know that's that Jacob's middle think. name is Isaac. Um, your brother. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Got curly hair too. Never know. 
son of Abraham. Uh huh. After all, I said, <laughs> I said that, and my dad's like, "Get out of my house." Okay, but um, <laughs> it's a joke. He doesn't hate them. Um, so uh, it's interesting because I like that it doesn't want to get too political, right? You would imagine this would be a very different episode today, which I'm not even going to get into. But um, I like the idea of the dead coming back to lay their vengeance upon thee, right? That's sure. cool. That's the crow. I like revenant stuff. Revenants mm-hmm. are cool. They're cool monsters. And uh, I like uh, I like revenge. The problem is I. Um, I don't have an. I wasn't emotionally compelled enough to be like. I don't want to say this without getting canceled. Because you kind of you know empathize with the Nazis. What you're no, not not even not even. Also, that Nazi. Do you want to hear something funny about Mister Nazi Boy Channon Rowe? Is that the the chief Nazi the the printer? He's the he, he's the trigger man. <clears throat> oh, the tri- the the kid. He's the trigger man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the trigger man was in a TV show <laughs> called Kindred the Embraced. <laughs> oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, and he's shit. not a good actor in that either. Uh, and uh, his name is Cash in Kindred the Embraced. Mm, and uh, a, a, long, a, long, a long dead Vampire the Masquerade, ding, 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 a long dead Vampire <laughs> the Masquerade attempt at television. That's how big that fucking game is starting to get after being out for six years. Really? Gosh. Hmm. Which is crazy. Is It's only the year before this. That he was in, uh, that Kindred mm-hmm. was out? No. Oh. Yeah. And do you know the problem that happened to that show, Kindred the Embraced? Because mm, your boy would... Jeff Kober is in it. He played Daedalus. C. Thomas Howell is in it. Brian Thompson is in it. Stacey Haddock, delicious, was in it. Um, the guy died. Julian Luna. The writer? or The, the, the main vampire died. Uh, the, the, in 1996. The yeah, I think it was a, a motorcycle accident or something. Mm-hmm. Dead in London. And like, well, I guess the show's over. Who was who was writing for the show? Who did write for Kindred the Embrace? I wish I could tell you. I don't know. Hmm. But I know that be... they sought the boys, Mark and Reen Hagen, or whatever the fuck their names are, who owned the White Wolf in the beginning days. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've been hankering hmm. for, maybe it's, maybe it's the season. Maybe it's, it's the season. Uh, playing other games, but you know, we fuck around with some role playing shit. Nasty Graham, check it out. You know, you fuckers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I've been hankering to wait, get wait, back wait, wait, into wait. the. Don't step past that. Tell people about it. Well, like, it's pop, a Nasty Graham RPG podcast, and um, wait it's a minute, pretty, it's hold cool. on, explain this to me. Mm. An RPG podcast. What does that mean exactly? It means you listen to uh, people participating in. A role-playing game, which is really you're listening to people collaborative story, storytelling. Oh, it's a bunch Pretty, of unfuckables sitting in a it's circle. It's a bunch of unfuckables sitting <laughs> in a circle uh, prior to going on mass shootings for being oh, unfuckable. Right. So neat. what you're saying is if you don't want mass shootings, you'll support Nasty Group. Yes. You, or you can say, at the worst, I knew them when. Yeah. I have a couple of questions. I was over at the Nasty Graham uh, home base and I saw a printer with dubious material being fucking rocketed out of that thing. That was really disparaging about the uh, lovely Jewish people. Well, so. say what you want about the Nasgram RPG podcast, but at least we're not Zionist collaborators, Dean. That's true. Yeah. Say I what you, you want. I, 
I saw you guys leaving the studio the other day, high five on a bunch of Palestinians. <laughs> uh, freedom fighters, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Got One it. man's conqueror is another man's butcher. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. So, you know, something that is not really debatable about this episode is that the bad guys, maybe, maybe is it just so Getting back to the fact you're talking about vengeance and that this one mm-hmm. doesn't super land for you. Is it because I don't the, know this I don't know this guy. Is it because the bad guys are cartoonish? Is it because you don't they don't build enough sympathy for the victim? It's kind of American history X files like you know it's like it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> you know ah, well, that's the name of this episode <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh god holy shit <laughs> except there's no like oh, you're not it. welcome there's no you're not welcome here moment there's no curb stomping <laughs> you know, there's no it's not no 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 in, in all honesty it, here's my problem it's, I, I, I can't say I've ever, I don't know. You know who I felt for? Here's the, here's the last victim I remember really feeling something for. And I'm sorry that my memory isn't better. You can simply blame the wine. But here's what I'm going to say. Do you remember the girl who was like, and then, and then, and then? I think it was Dihan Diverlitz. That girl I felt really bad for. Oh. The one who was um, raped by her oh, father that in was? the basement. Yeah, yeah, that is hard to watch. Like for TV, for a TV show that's giving us a throwaway victim to put us on the trail. So that qualifies for you. That qualified as working from a storytelling slash performance slash television program execution standpoint. Okay. Whereas in this, it just opens with some guy with curly hair getting you know, smacked around and then they shoot him. And I'm like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't see the beginning of this video, you know? Yep. I didn't, what happened in the beginning of this video? I don't know anymore. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe put him in the streets. What do I know? I'm not, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> do you think, do you think the beginning was, all right, and this is jackass. We're about to go into the store and really pull a prank. <laughs> This gun is, I'm pretty sure, loaded with blanks. We are going to really scare this kid. Hide over there by the Pringle can. This is camera. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Uh, no, 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 no. But, um, yeah, that, it, 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 I don't know. I'm sure we are just really just riveting our listeners with our displays of empathy. Here's my problem. I, here's, here's, here's my, here's, here's why I, I, I here's why I so exume equality right because i don't care if he's wearing the hat and he's got the curls i don't care if he's wearing a yankees cap i don't care if he's wearing a portuguese fucking jersey i don't give a fuck who you are do you know what i'm saying like i'm not convinced enough to be like oh this is horrible like i guess it i guess if we could have seen the slow gradual building up of oh they put a nazi on his thing uh, like a, what do they call it they put a swastika on his thing oh they put a this Oh, they harass, and I'd be like, "Man, this is fucking brutal." And then you get to know these people. The fact that it opens with this guy being assailed, I was like, "I don't know this guy, so I don't really care." Conversely, before you guys think I'm a piece of shit, I thought that the woman's performance as a woman in grieving was very, very good. Justine Maselli as Ariel Vice was excellent. 
she's a high point of this episode for me because her pain seems very palpable. And I like that. Um, and that's, that's how we have to experience the pain of this because it just opens with violence. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm not over, I'm not like, you know, it's not, it's not super compellingly heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Not, if I'm being completely honest, regardless of his nationality, his ethnicity, his religion, I don't really care. And I could say the same about many X-Files victims, regardless of those factors. I, and I'm the, not going to pretend I should care just because. Do you understand? Right. I think the difference is this episode relies on you caring because it's emotional. It's not the the nature of the monster is interesting and it's a mystery it is. for our like agents to to you know discover but the weight of it is in the emotional aspect it's supposed to be right correct it, it's not it's not really going for scares it's not you mm-hmm. know and, and i don't think it's terrible at that there's you know some good it's shots a, it's a pretty episode yeah yeah it I, looks I, yes. I expected to see my guy bowman up there but it was manners and that's fine and uh it was nice looking this is a great episode. There's a couple of great shots. There's a moment where she's standing over the grave and she's clutching the earth and she's got that really cool hat on. That she, she, she pulls off this outfit, by the way. This, this chick's badass. And, um, and, uh, it's, and, and she lets the stuff tumble out of her hand and then they just show her full in the frame. I was like, that's a great shot, man. Like that's because you know something's coming, right? Yep. And and to be perfectly clear, I don't think it needs to be stated. Yeah, the bad guys are bad guys. Obviously, the kids are bad guys, but the but the bad guy is this real insidious cunt who has this little printing station and his fucking dumb flag, and he's making his little flyers. You know what I'm saying? He's a collectivist sure. stooge, and you don't realize how deep his shit goes. This isn't just like oh blah blah blah. It's he's literally proposing and setting up a system to where they can attack these people and in and harm or kill them. And it's pretty dark shit. Yeah. And it's awesome because he's the best piece of shit that promotes that stuff, but you know, is too, uh, too cowardly to actually engage in any of it himself. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I think on paper or objectively, there are definitely interesting things here, right? You have sure, the, sure. the nature of the golem is interesting. The the vengeance aspect is interesting. Um, the the fact that Mulder and Scully are essentially intervening, I don't want to say on behalf of, but in their law enforcement role, um, they are pursuing a person who is suspected of murdering these pieces of shit who, you know, say what you want about the show not doing enough of, you know, maybe the the best job in building empathy for who we're supposed to feel empathy for. Obviously, there is zero empathy to feel for these piece of shit kids. But yeah, that's easy. Your law enforcement, like they are, believe that they will be victims of a crime. Some always have already have been. So that's that's an interesting aspect on paper. I agree. Right. I agree. Yep. Especially not the trigger shooter. Just the kids who were present. Sure. Kids get pulled into stupid shit, man. And I'm not saying like they're innocent and blah, blah, blah. But um, that that does make for an interesting position that we find ourselves in. Yeah. I like the- On paper. Correct. Right. 
I'm not saying all these things really get delivered in the episode. I'm saying there are these aspects that should be in it or, or are in it to some extent, but maybe don't fully land. That's fair. Right? Yep. Yep. So much of this rests on, I mean, it is the, 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 the grave digging stuff. The Gollum, I like the way he looks. I like that they didn't try to do too much with him, right? He's just a dude, and you're like, whoa. Like, you just yeah. see the shadow of him walking, He's, and, uh, and, yeah. and it's cool. The, the effect when he um, starts yeah. to turn back to, to clay is really cool. That, that very, very cool. crackling, kind of like that dried, like almost looks like a mud flats drying out, you know, in the sun. Ooh, good, good metaphor. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it looks like. Yeah, um, it, there's a tiny part of me, you know, the nasty gram RPG podcast part of me that's like, <laughs> I wish the Gollum had more power yet when he explored. Um, <laughs> but as far as an episode of TV, I think it's good that it, it didn't. You know, it's really the yeah, the nature yeah. of the Gollum is more important than like, um, really. I mean, it's its powers really are just its creation, right? It doesn't really you, have. It's if 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 I'm not mistaken, I think they're just supposed to be. I, I first of all, the description of a ghost is spirit without form, and a golem is form without spirit. That awesome. was fucking. I wrote that down. I was like, that is awesome, dope, right? That's very much a. It, it's at the perfect description of this construct, just this hunk of flesh, right. and, and, bent and, and, on revenge, and completely different than. A revenant, and maybe where it falls short is that it really isn't. I mean, it's soulless almost entirely. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Or maybe, or is it? Because there's there's maybe some hints there. But as we're described of what the golem is, it is it is as you just said, form without spirit. That we said, or or form without soul, form without spirit. I use the word spirit. Yep. Um, so it's, it is, it's, it's a tool essentially. Um, say that again. It's a, it's a tool. It's a tool of vengeance versus, you know, that's like, ah, let's talk about this. Cause now you're zeroing in on, I think my, my issue. Okay. Right. And I I didn't think you were, and I didn't think I was, I, I I was struggling to, to put into words what, uh, I wanted to say about this, but I think you've just sort of unlocked a door in my mind. And I think I like what's gonna. I think what I think I like what I got here. But please finish. So you know, vengeance stories are also super interesting to me. You know, yeah, many, many, many movies and stories. Count of Monte Cristo or fucking John Wick. You know, yep. the the wronged individual setting right in a, a particularly in a violent vigilante like way is badass. V. <laughs> V, as I started alliterating with V's, right? V for Vendetta, <laughs> love the fucking movie. Yeah, um, it's a great, great movie. But here, you really, you lose that emotional connection to it when it's just, it's basically yeah. an automaton. Home run, home run. This is the problem. This is the problem with the episode. You just described it. That's that's a home run. And, and pardon me, because on the live show, we open with Dead Souls. <clears throat> which of course is a Joy Division cover, but the Nine Inch Nails version. So that fucking movie, The Crow, is it came out at the right time in my life. Ugh, why didn't I say that movie? Because I think I mentioned <laughs> you it already earlier. did. 
Yeah. Yeah. I might have Maybe the best that. vengeance movie. So with the crow, you have you really feel it. At least I did. And if you don't, then the movie's not gonna work for you. When you see the flashbacks of those men coming in and manhandling Shelley and doing God horrible things to her, raping her, beating her, I mean uh, just bad. And and he's like, hey, hello. He comes home and he just gets a knife in the gut and down he goes. And the best part is, he said sarcastically, is you get to watch and or at least listen to your wife-to-be get raped to death while you die helpless on the floor. That's going to provoke an emotional response in people. It certainly didn't me. And when that's the reality of your utter helplessness in the face of evil, they're all evil. You, when he punches through the earth, you go, oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And, and then you have the performance part. And this gets into specifically what you were just talking about. There are these moments. Do you remember when he fights Tintin? He fights Tintin in the early and you yes. hear him in the, you in hear the alley, where he, right? in the alley and you hear him go, Whoa! like he yells <laughs> when he's fighting him. And I'm like, you can tell it's, it's what's so brilliant about that movie and why it gets you emotionally is because he's not fucking form without spirit. He is spirit and form returned to destroy and he feels everything and he's emotional. He's an emotional undead monster, especially and early it, on especially early on. And the best part about early on, which I love about it, and this is something I think that's overlooked by a lot of people that watch The Crow. It's it's not just his utter exhilaration at I'm going to complete vengeance upon you with, with, with the passion of worlds you don't understand. I'm also realizing that as you stab me and we fight that I can't die and that's the maniacal happiness, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the shit, right? Like the like when you when as Eric Draven is realizing I can't be killed, <laughs> like you know he's now oh, going to be like I'm going to kill the whole fucking city, and, and that's have cool. fun with it, and have fun with it, and that's the you know that's the emotional context I think you're talking about in all the other movies. Of course, you can't watch what happens to John Wick. You can't watch Unforgiven, Roger fucking unforgiving you can't watch it happen to these people and not be completely over the moon when you realize that it's not just the emotion of the horror that happened it's also the emotion of the thing in in general the subject as it were inflicting this vengeance upon those who deserve it that that you know felt how all for goodness was and that's so cool man like the idea of here I come, and it's a very emotional journey. Whereas in this episode, and it's not a super fair comparison, to be frank, but you go, well, he's not super emotional about it. He's just kind of dead about it. He's doing his thing. We opened on a guy I don't really have much of a connection with. He's just a poor bastard who dies. And let's face it, in a procedural, the poor bastard that dies, we go, oh, that's sad. And then, as you pointed out so succinctly, we come to realize we like this person because of the reaction of other people around them. We learn about their lives. Um, I'm reading the book Dune, and Paul kills Jameis in a duel, and Jameis is kind of a dick. And then they have Jameis' funeral, and we go, Jameis was fucking cool. Listen to all the shit he did for these people. Mm. 
It's fucking cool, man. You know, like the aftermath has to work and it kind of works in this. And, and, and I go back to what I said originally, which is that has a lot to do with this woman and her performance. I think it's solid. Where, uh, where else can people hear you talk about Dune, Dean? Jesus. Let me jam a shoehorn in between your legs. Fucking Jesus Christ. You just texted me and you said, make sure you bring up the new I podcast. nothing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> Mind killer, a Dune podcast, dropping in October. Razzle dazzle. Hey, as a fellow member of New Media, happy podcast day, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's podcast day. Mel if you hashtag Potter and family, I'm going to fucking oh. murder you. Oh, boy. It's the worst thing of all time. Uh, no, sorry. I, I didn't want to. Uh, mm. I th- I I'm sorry. You, I, I went on and on, but. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I derailed. Maj in the chat says uh, Park Chan-wook, right? The uh, South Korean man. Yeah. Old he's the boy. Guy, he, the, the train movie, Train to Busan, right? Old boy, baby. Let's fucking go. Did he do train? Uh, the, I Sorry, says the director. I have one. Answer. I don't think he did train, but he did. Parasite. He did old. He did old boy, but I haven't seen the three movies. Only, <sighs> only old boy. So I have to say that that's a blind spot in my movie viewing. Sadly, I'm teasing you, Mel. Relax. <clears throat> I'm teasing um, you. Don't you use any hashtag you want, my dear? Uh, Hopper we, says, "I wonder if you'll talk about any adaptations of Dune." Oh Jesus Christ! Now we're on a whole side tangent because of Joshua and his shoehorn. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Harper. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. No promises. Well, well I got a side tangent for you. Hit me. We've we just I think covered some some pretty deep thinking aspects of this episode, and maybe why it falls short. Um, let's go completely surface level and meaningless, and let's talk about the golem as a creature and compare okay. it. We're going to compare the Jewish golem with the closest golem. I could find in uh, the Monster Manual. <laughs> not the J.R. Tolkien Gollum? Not, is there a Gollum in Tolkien? His name is Gollum. Oh. Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> it's a bit different. Yeah, it's, it's not meant to be a choking, croaking noise like a fucking amphibian person. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. I'm oh. teasing. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Well. Jesus, you better get a drink in you. First of all. Yeah, the scrambler. Is, is, really is it midnight? Continent. Okay. No. Uh, um, the classics and uh, what do you th- what do you think I want Dean I'm going to quiz you <laughs> as a D&D okay. player alright I want you to rank these from least to most deadly going by challenge rating of golems classic golems alright none of this oh, crystal oh, golem oh, oh, shit yeah. yeah don't get too stupid no I, I know the answer to this. I th- well, maybe not because I don't remember them all. If you're going to tell, if you're giving me multiple choice, I feel confident. I'm going to give you four. Hit me. Stone golem. This is our nasty gram segment. Flesh golem. Clay Flesh golem. Weak. Iron golem. Rank from least to most dangerous. Strength. Iron. Iron's the worst to iron. fight. He's the toughest. Okay. All right. What are the other three? Flesh uh, is worst. Flesh is the flesh is weak. It can be burned. Flesh, stone, clay. Okay, that's easy. In order from least challenging to most, it yep. goes, it goes, it goes. Flesh, clay, stone, iron. 
Ding, 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 ding. Yes. We have a winner. Prepare to not be laid ever. <laughs> Guess, hey, real quick. You could have just said, which of these four substances are strongest in an order? <laughs> I realized it was exactly that. As I was asking the hey, question, chat. I was like, oh boy. Hey, chat, tell me if you can get this Listen, one. What's, I, <laughs> if you, what's the hardest thing to break in your hand? Mm. Well, all right, guys. It's going to be paper, wood, the paper golem, the wood golem, or the diamond golem. Can you guys straighten that out for me? I've been rocking so, my brain. If you're interested, and you're not as much of a nerd as us, um, in in the Dungeons and Dragons world, golems yes. are are constructs. Um, but instead of uh, instead of the the kind of emotional aspect, that it's pretty cut and dry. They're just a thing that is built essentially out of you know by magic. But they yeah, magic are animate, magic animates it, right? Right. But they there are similarities in that they are like soulless. They're basically unthinking. Um, they they you know just perform tasks. So mm-hmm. there, there is like I mean I imagine if I'm assuming um, you know the Jewish myth or whatever um, that that book is that's brought up in this is is the origin of the original term. That the old D was the book of Nod. <laughs> I think Gary Gygax did take uh, <laughs> take most of it from there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Clay <laughs> Gary, Gary Gary went to the fucking library and just scooped up all the religious texts. <laughs> yeah, he stole a little bit from everybody, mostly yeah. from Tolkien, and then mostly from Tolkien. But to be fair, Tolkien stole everything from the Bible. So there we go. Yeah, that in Irish folklore and all that shit. But Clay no, Gollum. Um, CR nine, by the way, CR nine. So. It's a lot. Not bad. Not bad. Well, uh, Iron Golem, you know what I think of? I always think of Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm. That's the big boy. Yeah. CR 16. Real. It's, it's, it'll get you. It'll get you. It'll get you. You guys jotting these down? Jotting <laughs> these down. Get, speaking, down of, speaking of um, drying out effects in this episode, <laughs> the old Golem side tangent being one. Um, and the final effect being the other. <laughs> um, the final effect being the other. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Dad? Um. So it's definitely a case of, uh, boy, I wish when she delivers the story of the ring, mm-hmm. where it came from, what his background is. I kind of thought, boy, I wish this episode deserved this story more. Yeah. It's a silly looking ring, isn't it? It's a silly looking fucking it's ring. It's really tall on the hand. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks like something a D&D player would wear while we're connecting the dots. <laughs> and yeah. yes, it's ludicrous looking. It's as ludicrous as the Pope's hat, everyone. You can relax. Could rocket at a con. Um, <laughs> but, but Do you I, think on their wedding night, she puts down her hand and he pretends with his thumbs to make a little catapult to a sailor Throw a little fire at those gates. Um, a little fire at those gates. Totally jet ring. Yeah, I know. I believe I, it. I don't know though. I thought that um Yeah <laughs> the, the story of it. Oh boy. <laughs> I see what you're laughing Maja at. Says, <laughs> uh, your father, he gave me the watch and I hit it the only place I could in my keister. For six long years, the Nazis were looking for it. 
They call it my concentration camp wallet. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yes. When we I came out, it ring. was a diamond. What? Like Chris Walken in Pulp. <laughs> that was not really Chris Walken voice. That was a disparaging, horrific, stereotypical voice, Josh. But yeah. um, your father gave me to watch for years. Do you know what I was saying, though? I mean, I feel like there is, yes, I, aside I from the ring, I'm sorry, being ridiculous in, in, in looks. Obviously, it's like not a wedding ring meant to be worn, whatever. It's just for the ceremony. But I thought to myself, boy, that's fucking obviously super tragic and awful. And yeah, the fact that they were about to be married and that mm-hmm. that your your father you know was finally able to talk about this shit be, because of the joy of that and and whatever all, all the shit that like boy that's a it works um, it, that, that's that's what i'm saying it fills in the it fills in the back it fills it fills it in right well it, it, I, i'm kind of saying it doesn't because oh really well that it like it's this emotional delivery without enough setup for it Without the deserving stuff. Ah, That's what I was trying to say. Sure, it's like, sure. Yes, fuck, I got you there. You get to this big, heavy, weighty moment, and then when she actually does the ceremony, I do think there's still some feeling there. Um, part of it because mm. she, she, you know, the actress delivers it really well. Sure. And because and, and it's shot well, that whole, those moments are, are pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, it's just like that, the, the setup of this whole thing is probably the, the most flawed thing. And, whatever what is it is it the fact that it's a 42 minute episode of television and that's a lot to try to do i don't know but yeah i think i felt like it was a it was an emotional payoff that sort of you know just didn't have didn't have the right thing to land on if that makes sense. falls a bunch falls a bit short but it's not a disaster no no yeah yeah it's it's all this soft lighting i i think that's one of the things i i my eye is enjoying this soft lighting right so much of this episode isn't shot shot softly with with candlelight and you know this this moment where he's talking to um the dude who's telling him about the 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 book and what it means and the words and the connections it's really cool like i don't know there's it's it's easy to look at and uh, and boy does that matter do you know how ugly of an episode space is (laughs) It's fucking heinous to look yeah. at, you know. Yeah. And uh, but this is not, and and I I'm not. It, it's probably wrong to even to even. I feel like I'm saying the word Beetlejuice. Like I shouldn't even utter space in this sentence with Kadish because I think Kadish is much better than space, and it's much easier to look at. And I think that's a big part of it. It's uh, it's not as ugly. Yeah. It's in fact, it's quite pretty. It, it's pretty. Um, in a, a pretty plain, almost monochromatic way. Yes, and you know? a contrasting palette. When we shoot Scully versus when we shoot, like when Scully's not there, you can really see it. When they're not, it's it's interesting that we, 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 who the fuck is we asshole? It's interesting that they do this when they shoot. They, they say, we're going to have a palette that represents this. And they're saying, this palette represents when you're in the quote unquote culture or slash community and you're always going to know where you are like it i don't need to know who they're talking to if they just cut to somebody in a room i go okay he's dealing with those people in their community because that's what we've established visually 
And that's what we've established with our, with our palette and our colors. Mm. And it's nice versus when they go into the Nazi place, it's more garish. It's a little uglier, like that texture 111 shit on the walls, you know, that wood paneling you can get at the fucking hardware store. <laughs> Very 70s and old and shitty looking. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. And the performances work. It's just the plot's a little clunky. And uh, maybe, maybe as you said, it just lacks emotional context. It, it, it's almost like, it's like you have this tall glass of Pinot Noir, say, <laughs> and you spill it and you go, fuck. And now you're left with just kind of cleaning it up and making it oh, as, as nice as you can. Like, you know, it's, you're, you're, it's too late. You've already spilled it because you fucked up in the beginning. And now you're just kind of playing a little bit of cleanup. Just and, wringing it back into the glass because you're just yeah, desperate for it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's where that was going. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, you know, I'm looking again at some shots, and uh, yeah, I think it's not far off the mark. Moxie in the chat said this episode is just not deserving of the caliber of performances and cinematography that uh, is within it. Um, yes, once again, Moxie tells us how to do a podcast in twenty in, in how long <laughs> to do that in ten seconds. Replace our fucking <laughs> podcast episode in twenty five <laughs> words or less. Hey, Go, yeah. <laughs> just go to the Wikipedia page and read Mo- and read Moxie's quote and skip this because skip you have hey. a life to you have a life to lead. <laughs> hey, X Files podcast, skip it, skip it, skip read it. the sentence. It does everything it needs to. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, yeah, it's funny though, man. Like you definitely you look at some stills. You know, you look at the shot of her washing away that. The one letter with her tears, you know, on on his hand on the tattoo. I I loved you, you know. Mm. Yeah, it works. The, the third act is good, man. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really, I guess, it is the the setup that fails the most between yeah. the victims and the perpetrators. I guess being the the victim and the perpetrators who later become victims of their own. In, in, in a way, the fact that none of them, there's no development, there's nothing. They're just, you know, he is just a victim that is killed that we know nothing about except people that are in his life. And they it's, are just cartoonish neo-Nazis, basically. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, interesting. <laughs> I didn't. This guy acts like he's in Berlin in fucking 38, just printing pamphlets <laughs> with fucking flags on his uh, like, What the? Fuck? I think you want to get those out in like 32. You got a 38. <laughs> I think that was a little, pretty, little late. <laughs> 38. I think that would be a government office printing those. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 28. This guy's trying to get the brown coats going. 28. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we got a we got a beer hall to get down to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I think this is going to be really something. Oh wait, never mind. They arrested Hitler. The part of it was like, yeah. Do we need the swastika on the wall? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I think we get it. <laughs> you know, like these are these are pieces of shit. You don't literally have to put a swastika on the wall for us to understand. <laughs> I, you know? I, you got to establish the bad guy, and I and I get, and I guess yeah. I get it. You know, in in the the the, the little uh, the little verbal fencing between uh, Mulder and. Uh, uh, little trick a Jew pulled off about two thousand years ago. That, that was, was good. fucking dope as shit, dude. <laughs> I loved it. I loved uh, it. Um, interesting uh, note. I, this was actually just in, in a, a a blurb about the article uh, or about the episode. 
originally the script called for the antagonist to be a um, African American Louis Farrakhan like character. (laughs) 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 A little nation of Islam. Let's fucking piss everybody off. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's those Coventry kids about those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yikes. Hey, so listen, the. uh, Uh, what a fucking mess. But, um, you know what we haven't discussed? <laughs> <laughs> not, no, 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 not the Reverend Jesse Jackson. You've, you've made some good points. Uh, you've made points that sounded like a man sitting back in a seat, holding a glass of Pinot Noir. Refined. You, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well executed. Fruity. Just. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Were you about to say something? Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about the golem doing the golem thing, which is you unleash vengeance. You know, we can get cute about the we can get cute about the semantics of justice versus vengeance, and um, I think they're so closely in, intertwined but I think this is supposed to be vengeance run amok because what we haven't discussed is the golem turning on dad. Yeah, that's true. That, that, right. yeah, that you can't is put a the genie back in the bottle. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Right. Because we didn't really talk about the part of there's, you know, the, the sort of fake out that the audience or the, the episode does to the audience about, making you feel you know that it's probably the father that is behind the creation of this thing but really it was um ariel right the the wife Ah, or the fiance um that it was her and is in fact you know but he's willing to take the blame to do whatever to protect her um of course course. good pops He's Um, he's a bad motherfucker that guy right so that yeah that that is the one aspect I guess the one thing you do get that it doesn't make up, you know, if we're looking at our win loss column, the loss of um, the emotional driven vengeance uh, mm-hmm. in one column, I don't think is made up for the the fact that it gains you the, the story aspect of the, you know, Frankenstein like creature gone, you know, out of control. Or, or That's Frankenstein. If you want to fucking <laughs> paint it, but, Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. There's something they're trying to do here, which is that, you know, the interesting thing in a way is that she creates this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But as we see, she is not filled with hate. You know, I I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's deception that when Mulder and Scully loss outweighs her hate, the sense of the profound sense of loss. Yes. Right. That she is not, I don't, I didn't get the impression that she created this thing to go fucking wreak vengeance. I, th- right? I mean, that that's hmm. how I, I sort of came off from it. I think. What would be, so here's just a, this might seem like a really dumb question, but what would be the other reason to create it? To marry it? Uh, I, yeah, to, to, to fuck a clay <laughs> stick. No, yes, I I, he's, he's I, not going to have any. He's not going to have any uh, <laughs> issues with his fucking 
fake rod can't get pregnant you know stays hard except in the rain um (laughs) no i i think i'm melting i'm (laughs) melting (laughs) i think that she created this out of loss like you said Mm, that and i don't i don't know if this is the wrong answer or the right answer or that there is one or the other um but my impression coming away from this is that she created this out of the loss just trying in some way and maybe in the only way that she could conceive of how to bring him back in a way that's fair and that unknowingly she created this you know vengeance monster that would eventually yeah i'm not i'm not saying that's right i know you're not you're just saying that's probably what happened in her mind that's just what i yeah that's the impression i got yeah makes Um, sense it definitely would have been a bummer for god hanged right (laughs) yeah oops (laughs) sorry pops um yeah and it does why i'm trying to think why did it go to the um church well uh, synagogue because that's where they are at the end. Why did it go to the synagogue? It, it, it was in some so they way could get married, right? So is it not? Is it not completely soulless? Is there an essence of um, not not <laughs> Listen, Jacob? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you for a minute. Is there is there a little <laughs> tip, just the tip <laughs> of Isaac in this thing? Have you ever seen Have you ever seen a man standing on the altar? It's the definition of solace. <laughs> I remember looking out as I was about to give a speech and seeing you son of a bitch. Couple of sharp no, guys. But, but honestly, but honestly, you might, you might. This might be a fair. This might be a fair thing to say. There probably is something there. I think so, right? Because, but, but not much, right? Not en- much. Enough yeah. of him to somehow be drawn to this place, or, or maybe it's just that she was his creator. And that, you know, she somehow, like the wizard that created the clay golem to protect no, his no, magic you, laboratory. You said it best a minute ago. If Is, is she Dr. Frankenstein? Unwittingly. Like, Frank- it is alive and I will marry it. Right? <laughs> yes. Kind of. Maybe. Maybe that's her thought. Like, I'll bring him back. Not thinking he's going to rot destruction upon the neighborhood. After he takes out those local Nazi boys, he's going to try to hang pops. And then she's like, well, that's fine. He's, you know, he's had a tough life and uh, we're going to get married anyway. And I think maybe, maybe there's vestiges of humanity lingering in the uh, dark recesses of his mind or, and they're not mutually exclusive, her, her love, let's be corny, compels him. Mm. Okay. You can you can hang up. I would get it. But, um, <laughs> Hello? You can hang up on me. Hello? I would get it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cornball. You know, honestly, some a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Plus the fact that this is probably is this the ideal husband? And this 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 guy is going to sit and listen to her, like her fucking problems of her day, day after day after day, right? Without complaint. Yeah. He's no, not making any money. That's true. Because it's yeah, tough marriage. You send him out. Send him out to. To get to work. Good rock breaker. Good rock Ironically. breaker. Yeah. Um, Dancing Magus. I think she just wanted to feel something and see him again. Yes, that's legitimate. Maja, they said something about base instincts. Religion, love, uh, vengeance. Sure. Um, that's about as deep as it got, says Magus. Harper says, I think the point is that she has no idea of the true repercussions of her actions, and it's supposed to represent her grief and ability to deal with the loss of a loved one. 
Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> Me too. I think um right. There's there's not much here. There is no So it's I a think- manifestation. So, so then then she's just saying it in a more poetic way. But there it's mm-hmm. it's a manifestation of all of those things is what compels him to move forward. Right. If he the- is in fact a construct. But but we can't discount if 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 the, if the episode explicitly stated a base instinct, then maybe he knew yeah. where to go. Like you said, he knew where to go. Yep. Yeah. So that, yeah, you it's know. a bottomless pit, says Carm. Yeah, exactly. John and Ringo. No matter how much stealing or how much killing he does, he's never going to fill that empty hole in the middle of him. <laughs> right? That's yep. the column, basically. Mm. Even if it means hanging dad in the goddamn synagogue. Yeah. Thanks. Boy, that's, that's brutal. A, you're going for some real, real mortal sin shit there, man. I know. Didn't didn't do it with the hands. Yeah, I mean, that's a He got it up there. Um, ironically, it was, uh, it was a church I read that they dressed up to look like a synagogue because, mm. uh, none of the, um, none of the synagogues would agree to let them film it there. Yeah. Well, there you go. And apparently, well, I think this was a listener comment. Let me see, uh, if I can look really quick there. The, apparently oh, yeah. there was rumors or not rumors. Maybe there was, um, questions about whether, uh, Mulder was his character was Jewish, mm. and the thought that it could be confirmed here. Um, well, not well, necessarily. I, I think it the the takeaway from this episode is that uh, most likely that he's not because he's not familiar with the Torah. He doesn't know um, Hebrew mm. or whatever. I don't know. Interesting. I read that fucking somewhere. I, I guess it wasn't a listener comment. So. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that I don't remember really well or can attribute to anybody or anything. <laughs> Professionals. This is riveting. <laughs> Fucking good stuff. Good stuff. The, me, your profundity knows no bounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, would it have been yeah. more interesting well, if, if the golem had berserk? What if what if when Isaac starts his turn with sixty eight points or fewer, he could roll a d six, and on a six, he would go berserk <laughs> on each of his turns while berserk, the golem attacks the nearest creature can see. I mean, kind of sixteen percent chance isn't great though. But is that not actually that's is that not a little bit closer to this than than uh, I was making you know just randomly kind of uh, making more d and d references? But I I kind of think that's what happens here, right? Isaac rolled a dice. He, he kills Pops, not because Pops is in any kind of impediment. It was a one. It was a four. <laughs> well, I don't know. Unless he's trying to stop his daughter from you know, fucking a, a mud person. Yeah, a mud monster. And I don't mean that as an ethics slur. We've all fucked a mud person one day. Anyway. Well, what do we do? What order do we do? Our, our thoughts... Three stars, listener comments. I don't remember. How do we do this? Let's do stars at the end and do our thoughts now. Okay. Um, this is a this is one of the hardest ones to answer. That I, mm. I guess I like it. I like it. I this mean, is one of the few ones that makes me wish we had a fifth one, which is just a. Oh, yeah. you know what the you know what the fifth one should be? What's that? It doesn't really match up to the to the like theme, but the fifth one should just be skip it. <laughs> 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 fucking sk- hey doing a rewatch <laughs> yeah. 
Skip it. Hey, first time watch? Yeah. Skip it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. What is this for you? I don't like a like. If you had to give it one or the other, let's not cheat our way out of it. Let's not. I'm not going to cheat my way out of it. I wanted um, to. I'm the one that asked for it. Um, hmm. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with a like. I guess barely. I don't know, man. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault you for a don't like it. I think I'm going don't like. Yeah. Just because I'm skip on a, on an original and skip on a re. That's that's a bummer. Mm. And I feel bad for Lillian Katz because it was dedicated to that person. Yeah, I kind of think it's worth watching just for the last five minutes. That's fair. A bit barely. But <laughs> 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 barely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well. Yeah. Well, there we are. Yeah. Uh, what's in our comments? God, oh boy. There's so many. Yeah, this, is such a, this was such a, a compelling piece for people. People really couldn't, couldn't limit their thoughts enough. I have the comment I want to read. Go ahead. John Hewitt. I've been making the shit out of some golems in Diablo 2, baby. <laughs> it's about where I'm at, buddy. It's about where I'm at. <laughs> uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll try to give it. Haven't uh, given him some love in a little bit, Mr. Marinara. Uh, I don't think this episode is bad. We all know the show misses a lot of the marks on the cultural apps. This one seemed okay to me. It's a relevant topic. It's handled with respect, I think. Mo- <laughs> you have to say that, you know, if you're not that you know, one of them. Both Mulder and Scully are on fire when they interview the print shop owner. Scully's intolerance of his attitude is palpable. Yeah, yeah. And Mulder just twists the knife as best as he can. Uh, I like the idea of a simple spell bringing a golem to life to avenge an injustice, even if that wasn't the intention. It's not a lot to get our heads around and it makes for a popcorn episode. Also, that ring is 100% real, which is kind of awesome. No, oh, I didn't know that. The ring. There you have it. There you have it. The ring, the ring, give us the ring. The ring. Well, I guess that gets us around to the all three stars. Um, who went first last time? Um, don't know. Why are you kidding me? I don't remember what I said on the last podcast I did yesterday. <laughs> you expect me to remember what the fuck I picked two weeks ago? I think Jesus you Christ. did. So I'm going to go. I went first? Okay, go ahead. Um, all right. I'm going to give... Uh, oh, boy. Kind of tough. This is I an guess easy one for me. I'm going to give Duchovny three. Hmm. Um, I think he does... A little bit more than Jillian in this one. Solid joke. Yeah, she's kind of chilling. Solid joke. I think he's, it's uh, a little bit more driven by Mulder. Um, Mm -hmm. Scully doesn't do a lot except for offer some pretty (laughs) interesting uh, theories of (laughs) of how fingerprints could get on necks and and people could get on on videotapes that uh, that are dead. <laughs> um, so number three, <laughs> Mister Duchovny. Uh, number two, I'm going um, Justine Maselli as Ariel Vice, looking uh, looking good in the neighborhood. Um, she's, she's good she's, actress. She's, she's beautiful and, and she's good. She's really solid. I this. meant her performance. I <laughs> came out wrong. She is quite attractive. In morning, but uh, best best performance of the episode, 
And uh, I'm going to go maybe, number one. Maybe, maybe extra attractive in the morning. Hey, you got any more family members I can kill? <laughs> 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 Sorry. That was a bit much. <laughs> this fucking kill him just to keep her on the market, right? <laughs> All right. And number one, uh, Kim Manners. Mr. Manners, very cool uh, looking episode. I don't know. If they credit cinematography separately, I didn't see it. Yeah, so I, I, in, in this di- situation, director gets the credit. Yeah. That's what I All get. right. Three. Number three for me. That's easy. David Groh is Jakob Weiss. I think that is a great addition to this week's episode. He, at the end when he's crying with his daughter, it feels pretty genuine to me. It's one of the recovery efforts of what is the spilled opportunity at the front. And I think it's a solid job by uh, by Mr. David Grohl. So <clears> shout <throat> out to dad. Can I interject really quick? By all means. Just th- this is out of like pure ignorance. I've known plenty of Jewish people in my life. I've just mm-hmm. never met anyone in real life who has like a Yiddish accent. So to me, they always come off as like Hollywood stereotype. I've met a ton of Jewish people and known a few. But never an Orthodox. I, I mean, yeah. But is, is that who has the accents? I don't even know. But what so I'm I saying is like, that, it kind I have of no took, answer for you. It took no away from his performance in just for <clears throat> me because it, I just like, I, I don't relate it to like a real person. It's like, right, oh, right. you sound when, like. When he says, when he goes tooth instead <laughs> of truth. <laughs> you sound like one of them movie Jews. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Mel Brooks wrote the lines for this. No, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, so I like him. Two. Number two. I'm going to go with Kim Manners as well. I think it's a pretty episode. It looks nice. Um, I think it's directed perfectly competently and maybe even more so to keep my attention visually when otherwise it was wandering. So good job. Then I'm going to go number one, Justine Maselli, the lovely Italian lady playing the Jewish Ariel Weiss. And number one, I'm going she's with... She's great. Uh, the clarinet player sitting in chair four. You you uh, you broke up a little. What was that? <laughs> the clarinet player sitting in chair four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had to be chair one with all them solos, man. He was fucking crushing it. Fucking doodly totally doos, doodly doos. Well, there you have it, pal. What's there happening next it. on the X Files podcast? Uh, well, speaking of of topics or not topics themes that one dean martin loves the next episode is called unrequited oh damn Mm. i'm a fan i don't know if i remember this one unrequited yeah it's not um not a super well-known ep um and i don't really think it is actually quite what you would think from the uh the title i think it's military it's not what i think it is is it no Oh, wait. I think I remember. passion. This. Oh, dude. I remember. You know who's in this one? Who? The fucking only interviewee in the history of the X-Files podcast. Mr. Fucking Larry Musser. Yeah. Fucking Larry's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, baby. What a a fucking good dude, man. What a fun episode or interview that was. What a gem. What a gem of a man. Good to know, man. That's awesome. Yep. So to it. we'll be there. I'll be drinking. Maybe, maybe I'll take, you know, some of the bird out of my ass. Maybe I'll find a little joy in the world <laughs> or fake it. 
Yeah, fuck. fake it. It's a good move. Fake I'm, it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of faking it. I'll be having um, a box of Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are beautiful. You're perfect, honestly. And we're out of here, Josh. In the spirit of the X Files podcast, tell the lovely people goodbye. And on command of the wizard, the clay golem attacks. Roll initiative. <laughs> Listening to the X Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. Oh, 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 oh,